Welcome to another episode of the MaxCast. I'm Max Marcus. Today we have uh, a great guest, comedian Jonathan Ziegel. How's it going, John? It's going well, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we just uh, just ate burgers uh, over at uh, Mel's Burgers, where I'm going to have a show at the end of the month on uh, Wednesday the 25th. So just might as well plug that real quick. <laughs> you had me at French onion burgers. Yeah, the French <laughs> onion burgers, very good. Come to the show and uh, get that. Uh, but... I very consciously did not bring up basketball at all during uh, the meal, which is like hard for me because we, uh, uh, that's what I want. I wanted to save it for this. So uh, let's get into it. I'll just say this is just a random thought I had that's not even about like the season. But I think, what do you think about this? That uh, if Allen Iverson was 6'6, I think he could have like made, been in the conversation for best of all time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, it also depends on rings, right? I mean, yeah. how many rings would he have gotten at 6'6"? Six, six? What a difference would that have made? Yeah. You know? And also, like, I would have liked to have seen how his defense would have been different. Yeah. Like, he was great at picking pockets and getting into lanes, but, like, could he hold guys off, you know, who were trying to post him down low? Like, yeah. would his defense have been on par with Kobe's or Michael's, you know? Yeah. I think it probably... I think because he had that killer in him, I think it's just he was six foot or... Maybe five eleven. I think is probably closer to Ostro. Yeah, uh, that is just like as as good as he was. Like he's definitely the best player of that size ever. Uh, His game probably would have changed. Also, like at that size, he had to be really crafty and yeah. like you know learn how to like get into defenders and lean out. And it probably wouldn't change. Like a lot of that would have still applied, but like. Yeah. I just feel like his overall game would have been different. Yeah. You know, do you think lot. do you think part of like him being a killer was just like having to make up for the stature? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably that might be true. I just think uh Yeah. Like it's the, hard elite, to say. the elite defenders of the two guard like would have would have focused on it, but everybody else on the courts, all the fours and fives would have just been like, What do we do with this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, how does he keep getting around us and how does he keep putting his body into us and you know, drawing fouls and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's but, just my, that's my random yeah, thought. Yeah. Something I'm just gonna maybe pose to people. Someone, someone said, who do you think is the best one-on-one player of all time between MJ, Kobe, and, and AI? Mm-hmm. So I'll ask you that. Like, who do you think, if there was like a one-on-one tournament, who do you think would have won that? And you can also add like other, other people to that. Um, that's tough. I do still think, I, if all in their prime, I think still probably Jordan. I think I'm very much like, uh uh i know there's the it's like the big debate is like jordan uh lebron and i think uh as the years go by people more people are going over to camp lebron but it's like i still like can't yeah yet. i think he would need to if he brought this like old ass team a championship uh and then like went back to back again because then he is like he's there's no way he i don't think he can repeat at this point in his career right but if he could get a second uh repeat with a second team that's pretty impressive too and at his age so uh i know it's it's like dumb to make it just about rings but i think he need i think he needs to get at least five if not six to really well i think that's i think that's what separates jordan i mean like i'm team jordan in this one yeah but I, th- I certainly think it's close and i could see both sides yeah, i think it's close but when you remember, like, Jordan had his first three in a row, very impressive, right? With Scotty and Dennis or Horace, like, not a big three. Yeah. You know? And then he was so tired and had, like, climbed the mountain three times in a row, so he quit to go do something else. Yeah. 
you know, and like LeBron, he he hasn't faced that challenge of like mentally of just going like, I've done this like three times. Now what? Yeah, because he keeps like changing teams and changing teammates and like changing where he lives. And, you know, and so and that's why his record is what it is, like even in finals. Not as much consistency. And then Jordan came back and like did it again. So he came back yeah. after two years off and was just like, yeah, he had that like one lousy, you know, yeah. half year thing. But, you know, like he came back and he did it again, like yeah. a second time. So I think just his his overall basketball godlike prowess like is better than Le- what LeBron offers, you know? Yeah. I think uh, um, my dog is now just starting to make some noises. Now she's down again. <laughs> yeah. Um, was that a sound that she agreed or disagreed? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a sound of uh, why'd the pets stop. I right, that's, right. <laughs> I think that's really her thing. Trying to keep them going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 a lot of the, a lot of the arguments for LeBron is like, oh, how many points he has, or this, or he's, he's gone to the, he may not have won as many, but he's gone to the finals more times. Like he's played a lot more. Yeah. He's played way more seasons than Jordan. Jordan, like, I don't know how many seasons Jordan played total, but what it's like maybe nine or ten. Maybe more than that, but... but I mean, if you're, you know, I, I wouldn't count the Washington seasons, so probably around around there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it took him, like, he won his first, like, 27. He got drafted, like, 21, so figure six. Yeah. Plus six is 12, plus a few more in Washington. He may be at, like, 14-ish. Yeah. I would think, but, um, I mean, I always, I you know, I kind of think... LeBron's better comparison is Magic. Yeah, 100%. Magic, but, who's got... Well, he's got five, right? Yeah, Magic is five. And then, you know, because, like, same size, kind yeah. of a facilitator, more yeah. of a facilitator, you know, and didn't always have to, you know, and, like, he always had different teammates, right? So he mm-hmm. went from, like, Kareem and, you know, over to, like, Worthy, over to, like, you know, Sam Perkins, and, you know, he just yeah. always had different teammates, like, multiple car- incarnations yeah. of that Laker squad, you know, different coaches, too, like... yeah. Yeah, no, I think um, I think that's definitely the better uh, comparison. It's their games are so similar. It's they, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's like uh, I mean, he's probably the next Magic, like how Kobe was, like basically Jordan. I think that's yeah. that's closer. And then um, I don't know who it is. If there's anyone really like either right now, uh, I mean, besides LeBron, there's not really a next. Devin might be the next Kobe. You know. Yeah, Devin Booker. Yeah. Yeah, he, um... And then, I don't know, like, I don't think Luca's like, either of those guys, really, like... No, Luca's kind of his own thing. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I've heard some people try to compare him more to Larry, but I don't know if that's just that they're both white and, like, good. Yeah. Um... I mean, when I think of Luca's game, I do think of him as, like, an outside shooter first. Yeah. You know, like, stutter step, kind of, not slow-footed, but, like, you know, he's efficient with his moves, Yeah. you know? Like maybe Chris Mullen, like a better Chris Mullen. Yeah, he's also I think. Um, now probably, I'm doing the now I'm doing the white guy. Comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he probably is more athletically gifted than Larry was because Larry didn't seem like he wasn't like shredded or like the strongest. He was just yeah. like um, I don't know, getting people's heads and like tough. Yeah, yeah. He just like never backed down, even when he was like. Um, had a messed up back he was still like i'm gonna go out there and do it yeah i don't think you felt physically beat up trying to defend larry bird all game but mentally yeah you were and then a couple elbows to the ribs and you like you went home sore that night you yeah know? <laughs> yeah i think that's probably <laughs> true um but that's enough i think of like old old players and yeah. i want to get into like uh next season or what we just watched 
Uh, I was telling you, like, on the walk over here, the two teams that, like, I thought changed the most and, like, what I was most excited to see last year was the Suns and the Hawks, who both, like, did really well yeah. in, like, finals and Eastern Conference finals, which, I mean, no one, I don't think anyone saw the Hawks making it there. That was, that was crazy. Um, uh, I got this, uh, is there any team you're really looking forward to for next year, just on what they've changed? I have one in mind, but I, I'll let you go first. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I'm a Knicks fan, so I'm, yeah. I'm happy to talk about the Knicks extended, but I'll, I'll try to answer that more honestly. I'm really curious to see what Chicago does next year. Yeah, that was going to be mine. They just loaded up, and yeah. they, they have so much talent. One through five can be super hard to guard. I mean, on paper, they could take it, they could push any team pretty much on paper. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I, I think, you know, Philly's such a such a quagmire, and I'm not a Philly fan, um, but, you know, I respect Embiid. I, you know, I, I kind of get what they've done with their team, so, like, they're structured in a very particular way, and sometimes those quirky constructions mm-hmm. do well and give you, like, matchup problems, but just in terms of, like, your best five against our best five, like, I think Chicago can give teams problems, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't think Philly's going to be as good next year. I don't think there's any way. I think they um, they got shook this um, postseason, and either they trade Simmons, which they have to do. Yeah. Like Simmons can't be a sixer when the season starts. It's just like his his value's not going up. I I just don't believe that. Uh, and uh, so they're either they're either going to come in fractured, and like, or they're gonna they're gonna have chemistry issues yeah. with like whoever replaces if Simmons. they don't if they don't trade him they're gonna have to get rid of doc because doc was supposed to be this like great coach who like pushes them to the next level and you know and builds team chemistry but like mm, was that not chris paul i mean i don't know it's making me wonder like was it chris paul that really kind of brought the clippers together when doc was coaching sorry i won't be old anymore yeah um but like because the way he shat on on uh, on ben simmons after they lost was just like, I've never seen a coach throw uh, one of his star players under the bus like that. Yeah. It's like, that was some deep rooted, like dislike for this guy. Like he wants him gone. Yeah. You know, like that's not the way to motivate a player to like use the media to tell him to like get in the gym and start shooting and stuff. Like, yeah, he get a sports psychologist. Like, you know, I think doc is part of the problem there, you know? Yeah. Well, doc also has like the most, I mean, he has the one ring. Uh, so I think that's what's gotten him by for like the last decade. Um, but someone made the point, I was probably like Bill Simmons, that um, that uh, Doc has never won a ring without uh, Tom Thibodeau on his, uh, oh. on his staff. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, you can't really, you can't argue against that. Yeah. That's, that's just true. Uh, yeah. Whatever it means, I don't know. <laughs> but that is, uh, it's definitely true. And uh, yeah, I don't know. And he has the most, um, like, whatever collapses in the playoff like no one else has given up more 3-1 leads than him and it's like you know it was like the like with the magic uh and then i think maybe two with the uh with the clippers um so it just doesn't look good but i do think i do think ben simmons is still the problem because yeah. i think every every off season he's saying at this time he's like yeah, you know i just need to fix my game i'm going to go to the gym and practice and it's like i've i've heard him say that I've like made note of him saying that for at least three seasons now, and it's just never gotten better. There's always the point in the off season where video emerges of him draining threes, and it just never translates to on the court. Right. And right. he'd rather um, like bang Instagram models and like be a socialite than work on his game. And yeah. I just I don't I don't like Ben Simmons at all. Yeah, I just, I don't I I just think he gets in the game and he just goes. 
I don't want to miss the shot. So I'd rather pass it to somebody who's going to make the shot. And then, you know, that's good enough for me. And I'm like, hmm, that's not like, that's not a superstar. That guy is not leading your team at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's a, he can be a nice piece, but like, and sort of like when I think about where they should look to trade him, I think fr- the front office in Philly is in a weird position because they would, m- I feel like most front offices, if you've got a really good player and you're a good team, you try to send that player to another good team as a, as a sign of respect, but then also to tell other free agents, we're going to try to do right by you. So like, they're trying to say like, you know, we're going to send you where you want to go. Cause that'll make you happy. Like James Harden, like they could have yeah. dumped him anywhere, but they're like, all right, you want to go to Brooklyn? We're going to make a deal work with Brooklyn. And then Brooklyn like ponied up what they could right? everything pretty much. Yeah. But he would get more value if he was traded or, or Philly would get more value if he was traded someplace that really wanted him and can build the team around him. So you got to go cellar dweller type team. Yeah. You got to go to like a magic or something like that. Or the Kings. Perfect. Yeah. He wants to be in California. Yeah. But they're not going to do that. It's like, well, sometimes you can though. Like, like they're going to do things their own way anyway. So, well, Philly, what they really want, I think, which is not like any secret is they want Damian Lillard. Yeah. Uh, and also, but they want Damian Lillard, but then they also want, uh, their asking price is so big that they're like, we want it basically what uh, Houston got for James Harden. And it's just like, whatever issues you have with like James Harden and like some of his like postseason performances, he's never disappeared. Right. Yeah. The way Ben Simmons did last yeah. year. Um, and it's like, and I think Ben has even said that he doesn't want to go to, uh, uh, Portland. He doesn't want to go to Portland or Toronto. So it's like if he's already put that out there, a team like uh, the Trailblazers who don't get um, whatever, like they're not a free agent destination. They can't. They can't trade their best franchise player ever for a guy who doesn't want to be there. Right. So they're not getting Lillard. And you can say there are other guys with more upside than Ben Simmons. Like Ben Simmons has probably reached his peak. Yeah. And like. You know, they still have CJ McCollum. They've still got um, uh, Nusif uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, Urich. Like, they've still got talent. So it's not, it's like, do you rebuild where Ben is bringing it up and kicking it to CJ? Like, how do you rebuild that team? Like, yeah. Well, I don't, I can't imagine Portland trading Lillard before they try trading CJ to bring in something to help Lillard. I can't believe they haven't done that yet. Like, that should have been done by now. Yeah. It's just like they're both too small to be their best players and like, the defense is just like cuts through them um but that's why i also think that like uh if they can't get lillard sixers should just try to get cj mccollum because i think cj and uh and bead work together yeah and i think um simmons and uh, uh lillard work together yeah that's a great that's a i really like that trade that's you know because i like cj i like what he does yeah. he's a great shooter he can score a ton of points He'll play hard. And then also, like, being part of the Players Association, like, he was just elected president. Yeah. So, like, it means he's got a smart, you know, smart brain. And, yeah. like, I think he just probably adds a ton. You know, he's expensive. What, he's yeah. 30 million plus. Like, he's expensive. But Philly's in, like, win-now mode. So, like, yeah. you know. And he's never really played with a big... I mean, he played with Cantor for a while, but Cantor's kind of his own thing. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, what kind of ball-dominant five has he partnered with? And probably none other than that. So, you know, can he adjust his game... To going from like, all right, Damien's going to like take a lot of heat off you, you know, whether he's driving and, and kicking out like 
can you play an inside out game? And I'm sure he can. So like, I, you know, I don't really, I haven't found any flaws with that yet, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, he's like, has his defensive issues. Uh, but then you put you pair him next to Matisse Thibault and right. you're fucking good. Philly's but, got a bunch of good defenders. Yeah, like, Philly's a good defensive team. Embiid is like, uh, whatever, always in the conversation for yeah. like MVP. He could be in the conversation for defensive player. It's yeah. just, it's just. Yeah. So what do you think of Embiid? Like, I mean, are, you know, you have to respect MVP. You got to give him uh, Embiid. You got to give him credit. But I wouldn't really want him on my team. Like, I wouldn't want him being my number one guy. You know? Yeah, I think, um, well, he's also hurt a lot. Uh, and so I think that's an issue. It's that they have a guy who gets hurt and a guy who disappears and can't make it in big moments. Um, but I think, I think, uh, whatever. I think, uh, I think he's going to age poorly and probably soon. So I think you probably huh. have like two or three more years of really MB killing it. Yeah. Um, I just don't like his attitude, his little, like, you know, hip-thrusting uh, yeah. wrestling moves and stuff. I just think he's immature. Like, he's like a young Dwight Howard in that respect. Yeah, he is yeah. kind of like Dwight Howard. Yeah. Um, he's uh, very wild. But I think he's good for Philly. I think he represents right. Philly well because yeah. he's just kind of like a brash asshole. Yeah. Uh, whereas I think Ben Simmons is not Philly. But he can't. He can't. I don't even know Ben Simmons' personality, but he he's not Philly, and it's the and the thing is right. the only way to make his the only way to keep him and make his trade value better is for him to have an amazing postseason because no matter how good his regular season is, everyone's still going to be like, oh, but he 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 won't dunk in the playoffs. So it's like that's that's why I think they need to get rid of him now because I think uh, also uh, as soon as he does something anything remotely similar to that move. Philly's gonna boo the shit out of him. Like that's a city who boos right. like everyone. Yeah. Like they've booed like Beyonce. Right. Santa. And, and Santa. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, it's not even like you're. It's like you're scared of missing. Sh- if you were scared of missing shots before, you miss like any shot, and Philly's gonna rain booze on you. Yeah. And it's like, it all, and they wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for the fact that like you can't whatever. And it's so funny because he he has the potential, right? So like he does have games where he shows out, like. When Embiid got hurt this year and was out for, I think, like 10 games or something, like it was the first or second game in, and, you know, and Simmons just like went ham. Yeah. And was like dunking ferociously, had like a few dunks in a game, like dropped like, I don't know, around 30 points. And like, you're just like, where the hell is this guy? Why isn't he playing all the time? Yeah. Why are you this guy that wants 15 assists and like three steals and three blocks? Like, be this guy and like yeah. everything else will fall into place. But like, but to your point, if, if Embiid, like, if he's only got two, three more years, like, Philly's not really set up for the long term. Like all their other guys are just like complimentary pieces. Like when he's out, they struggle. You know, I like Tobias Harris, but I just feel like they struggle. You know? Yeah, Tobias is fine. I think. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think it's now. It's like all or nothing right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, they could look to uh, to see what what if Boston would be willing to make a trade. Like two guys, because what do you think about Tatum and and, and Jalen? Do you think they can um, be the top? Two players yeah, and go, I, go to the finals? I think so. Because they've gone pretty far as, like, pretty inexperienced players, even with, like, their vets hurt. Like, they've gone... I mean, the two of them together, even with, like... You mean, like, when they had, like, Hayward and Kyrie? Yeah, when, like, Kyrie and Hayward are out, they've, like, pushed through to the Eastern Conference Finals. And, you know, it's this whole thing where it's, like, you know... Uh, uh, Giannis didn't get his ring till 27. LeBron didn't. And so I think... I think if they just stay pat, I think 
you know, it's Jason Tatum at 27 is going to be a different player. Yeah, but Giannis also had, like, as a four, he had a three and a one. So they were, like, whatever closest resemblance to a big three, but Mm -hmm. at different positions. Yeah. You know, the the better analog, I think, would be, like, the Clippers with, like, Kawhi and George. Yeah, they're, like, a younger Kawhi and George, which I think could also... Kawhi, like Kawhi has shown he can do it though. Like if this was yeah. the Spurs Kawhi, would we be betting the same way on yeah. them? You know? Yeah, I think they just need to figure a thing out. But I don't think I don't think they're out yet. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't say the Clippers window yeah. has closed yet. I think they just need one more piece, and they're set Dennis up. Schroeder. Yeah, it's Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> but they're set up nicely. I mean, what they're what they're what they're banking on is um. So they traded Kemba to get Horford so that contract would be up next year and mm-hmm. they're moving pieces around to try to sign Bradley Beal next offseason. Mm-hmm. That's like what the But that's another like two. wing player. Another, yeah. you know, another wing player, not a strong defender. Like it kind of adds to the problem, doesn't it? Yeah. I feel like it does, you know? Yeah, that might be not it. I mean, the person I really wanted to pair it up with them was Lonzo. I thought Lonzo oh. would have been the best uh I think they should get the unicorn. I think they should go after Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, get Kristaps. Yeah. Because, look, you know, he'll, he'll step out and shoot from outside, but defensively he'll bring a lot to the table. He's kind of stanky and ornery in personality. Like, Boston can like that, you yeah. know? like and Boston he's, likes he's having the, a white guy. Yeah. Yeah, you need, like, a white guy in your starting lineup. <laughs> yeah. He'll look good in green. They'll, he'll, you, they can give him, like, 30, you know, 36 or something, 39, and just make him, you know, make him think it's, like, a taller Larry Bird, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that could be good. I'm trying to think who else. I mean, Lonzo was really who I thought would have been uh, great by them. Um, but I think they have some interesting young pieces more than... So why did you like Lonzo? Because um, I think Boston has done enough with um, these like uh, shoot-first point guards. I think Lonzo is good on defense. Which is what they've always they've always had been like a liability defensively at the one with like Isaiah uh and Kemba and to some extent Kyrie but I think Kyrie's probably a better defender than those two um and uh he I just think he would have been distributing I think he would have been getting like crazy assists uh I think so I was I was a big Lonzo fan in the first half of the year when like rumors of the Knicks being interested I started looking into him and then I became less of a fan because I think I think his specialty is like open court yeah like young Jason Kidd like open court push the tempo but I feel like Tatum and Brown, when I watch them play, they like to be in the half court. They like to run their half court sets. Mm-hmm. They like to like use the muscle memory of their of like what they what they practice with, you know. And I don't see them as like a run and gun team. Like I think Lonzo will do well in a run and gun. Yeah, Chicago's kind of interesting because like DeRozan can run a little bit. Zach Levine is an open court player. Like I think and Williams I think is that way. So like I think Chicago's a pretty darn good fit for him. Yeah. Boston, you know, I liked what they tried with Kemba. I think they tried to get a facilitator, another guy that could score, you know, and they had Hayward as like a playmaker. Like I think they they tried um was Hayward was Hayward with Kemba or was it yeah. was it Fournier? Okay. Uh it was right, it was one year with one and one year with the other. Uh yeah, I think uh Fournier is what they got with um the Hayward trade exception. Oh yeah, that's right. So, you know, um what kind of So anyway, so Schroeder Schroeder, I think, is another like full court, you know, point guard. Like he'll pick up and defend. He's kind of like Alonzo Light. Yeah. But he's he's also like not just a lighter version. Like he's a good scorer. He'll he'll take it to the bucket like all the way. Like yeah. Lonzo's not that. You know? I think he's I think he's a I think he's a good I think he was a good actually a good pickup for the Celtics considering. Yeah. Um 
but yeah, I, I don't mean, know. Yeah. I th- I think, or they'll try to get. Um, they'll just try to s- sign. Um, uh, Beal and see how that works, and then maybe trade Brown for something else. I think. I think the big thing with Beal is that he's like best friends with Tatum. And I think they're just like, this is how we'll keep Tatum here forever, is if we give him his best friend. Yeah. And he's like, you know, basically led the league in scoring last year. But I think, you know, I think uh, they're wings, but Tatum grew, you know. He's like, I think, 6'10 now. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So he he's, they're playing him at the four. Uh, so I do think it could work, you know, if you have um, Beal at the two, uh, Brown can t- play the three. And then you have Tatum at the four. That's wild. I think that you could do it with that. Um, and then I don't know what their, their center is like Robert Williams or something. Right, like. right. But I also, I do think... Um, Cantor just came back. Huh? Cantor came back. Yeah, and Cantor came back. They're very loaded at like the one and the two and then have like nothing really helping behind uh, their two stars. Yeah. Which I guess maybe if your two best players are wings, you don't need to spend money on other wings. They'd be smart to bring back like Uncle Jeff Jeff Green, and then, like, Isaiah Thomas. I think they need to bring... Well, that's... Okay, so that's my big thing. Even if whatever, I think... uh, I think you have to bring back Isaiah Thomas just for the sake of karma and, like, like appease the basketball gods. I think uh, if they they do right by Kemp... uh, Not Kemp, by uh, Isaiah and bring him back, uh, I think just a lot of things. I also think there... I honestly think... uh, I know it's his first time as a head coach, but I think... uh, uh, I think he's so respected around the league yeah and i think he might make them more of he's really a, well liked of a destination yeah i feel i'm not sure what happened with brad stevens but either he lost control of the locker room or like something just didn't work right and udoku seems to be um like like a player's coach yeah right former player himself like recently retired and got into coaching and like I feel like he's he's he'll probably bring some levity to that locker room yeah which will be good i think he's also i think um I think he'll be able to relate to the players better. I think uh, there's a little bit... I think uh, Brad was just a little too composed and always just a little too, like, all shucks. Like, I'm from Indiana. Right. And I think that just doesn't really work with all, like, these, like, 20-somethings. Well, what's funny is Brad, like, I think was the best and looked like the golden child when he had nothing. You yeah. know, it's when he had basically a broken Rondo that he's flipped. And then he had, like, you know, like, the IT Crowder uh avery bradley like kelly olenek you're like wait how is this team right in the eastern conference finals now who's they have no one they have no stars he um whatever uh he made evan turner look like a star he made (laughs) like isaiah thomas look like an mvp but then once he started getting like um superstars he didn't know what to do they they were homegrown too i mean those guys were like literally homegrown so he's like a coaching what do you call it, like player development expert? Yeah, you know he's really good at the development stuff, and I think he is like, uh, in terms of like uh, basketball IQ, I think he's really good. I mean, he's someone that I don't, I don't think maybe it's because he was on his way out and he was older and didn't care as much anymore. But he didn't really butt heads with Rondo the same way that Rondo butts heads with head yeah. butt heads with every other coach. I want to ask you about that because I'm a, like I'm a huge Rondo fan. Yeah. Um, and you know, I know he's like kind of twirling about Atlanta misused him. He went over to the Clippers didn't get used there, but his value is, you know, he's so heady. Like he's just one of the headiest yeah. playing chess, 10 moves ahead kind of guy mm-hmm. that like, what if he came back to Boston and just like, even if he didn't play, like making him an assistant coach or like put him on the, on the practice, you know, practice court. Like, 
I feel like he could like set that team up. Like he can just orchestrate them, and maybe he'll be the the maybe he'll be the bad guy when Udoku's like the good guy. You know? Yeah. Well, I think I think he has the potential to be one of the best coaches. I think yeah. I think out of all the players who go on, yeah, I think he could be like the best coach. I love Rondo. Was he? Is he still with the Clippers? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, he's under one more year. I have um, uh. Oh, fuck. I don't remember which one of my friends told me this, uh, had this as their theory. Both of it all. It was either um, uh, Joey Rinaldi told me this or Eli DiSabato. I don't want to I don't want to give credit to one of them if I don't know. So it was one of those guys. But um, uh, said that uh, Rondo always wins. He, he predicts the Clippers to win this year because Rondo oh, always wins uh, his second year with the team. Oh, interesting. So it was like he had his first year with the Celtics. The second year, the big three came in in 2008. Yeah. Um, and arguably, he was he played the best of the big three. Yeah. Oh, well, there were there were, there were definitely uh, post-seasons where he was the best on the court. He, like, yeah. outplayed LeBron at times. He's, yeah. like, really good. I think he's, like, I think his injury really did him in. But... And, and he's another one. Defensive specialist, yeah. heady player. Like, look Ben Simmons at what he did. He wasn't a great outside shooter. He was a terrible outside shooter. He shot, like, 22% yeah. for his first few years in the league. And, like... Well, he's... I've said this before, just to bring it, wrap it back to um, Ben. I think he is kind of... He's, like, tall Rondo, but without... Uh, without the attitude. Without he, the... Without the like, grit. Yeah, the grit. Thank you, yeah. He's also... I mean, I think Ben Simmons is also kind of... Again, he's kind of like uh, Draymond Green without that grit. I think I think these are the guys. It's that, and he. I think it's. I think he's people, a bit of a diva. He's ben a, Simmons. He's a diva, and I think you know. There's this whole thing about. I don't want to be one of these guys being like, "Oh, these players, they're paid too much." I think he might have been paid too much too early because I think he was just like, mm. "I got my two hundred something million. Right. I'm clearly good enough." And right. like, I think, I think. Oh, uh, but that sours real fast when the whole media is against you and your whole career. You're like disliked as a player for underachieving. Like, you know, that's a rough. I don't know. I don't know if money makes that. Uh, no, but I mean, better, he's but... at that point now because I think he was. He did that. I think he. I think he was mm. basically like. Clearly, I don't need to improve that much. I'm like a max. I'm a super max player, and I'm only like 25, and it's just like I'm making money that like fucking Michael Jordan never saw in the league. Yeah. And then it's just like, <laughs> but you're like, you're not trying. And he's just like, I mean, he even said he needed to go to one of the California teams because he's a socialite. And it's like, I guess you are, but yeah. I mean, what is that? That's so weird to want to be that. Send him to Sacramento then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, that's why I think send him to Sacramento. Yeah. I think, um, uh, you know, Buddy Heald and uh, Fox. Yep, for, Bagley too, yeah. Yeah, send Bagley over if you want. Who cares? Oh, Fox is Fox is great. I really like Fox, but yeah, I don't Fox. think... If I'm Sacramento, I don't think I'm doing that trade. I'm keeping Fox. Yeah. You know? If Fox asks out, that's different, but like, I still wouldn't... I think it's going to be hard for any incoming GM to like explain to their fan base hey we got ben simmons we gave away our great player yeah and we're bringing back ben simmons guys like this is this is a good step forward for our organization yeah you know i think um i think ben simmons i think there's a good chance he is on the um still on the sixers when the season starts and i think that's so bad i think it can only yeah. hurt his yeah because he's then gonna who's getting fired at mid, mid midway point of the season then yeah i know um i uh I also think there's like uh, I've, I've I've thought of this. It's like the Jimmy Butler test, and it's like basically mm. I think based on what Jimmy Butler thinks about you says a lot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I think um, that's why it was like you know he hated um, 
uh cat cat and uh yeah and, and wiggins uh, and, and wiggins he was like they don't have what it takes he fucking hated uh uh ben simmons right. is still friends with Embiid, and right. now he just fucking loves um like uh what's his who's their shooting guard down there the young guy uh oh uh tyler hero yeah, and he yeah. likes tyler hero <laughs> so he just like he yeah. can see it in people he's yeah. like oh and he likes bam he likes bam at a bio he yeah. just loves that organization yeah, like he, he's perfect there. Riley, yeah um he's just like um yeah he's so fucking even if he hasn't had like as much like postseason success or like whatever it's just like i think uh what i think the timberwolves haven't been back to the playoffs since he left i think uh i just think he i think he's like a really good judge of character yeah with these players so yeah. it's like if if uh, jimmy butler doesn't like you i think that like says a lot well he's another tibbs guy yeah you know what i mean so like i i would like to talk Knicks a little yeah, bit let's talk next and can we talk maybe with kemba and fournier like you've seen them recently like what are the let's talk about and i feel like i have a good opinion but since they were on boston recently like like what are we getting in new york um I think Fournier can be a really good guy off the bench. Uh, I think we didn't get to see much of him in Boston because he got COVID and like Boston got really ravaged by COVID last year. Um, I don't know. I just don't know about uh, Kemba though. I think it was a lot of money for someone who was basically just traded uh, straight up for Al Horford. Uh, And it's just like he has these chronic knee problems. So it's just like I wasn't super into... Uh, like the Knicks had like I feel like how, what did they give him three years they gave no they gave Kemba two years at eight million each oh. so it's only 16 for two years oh okay yeah then and I don't then, then yeah. I didn't know the numbers oh then I don't hate yeah. that that's right. fine it's such a low risk like high upside because... I thought they signed him to like a bigger longer contract yeah. I was like oh no what about their because uh, I was gonna say it messed up their flexibility so if they still have like good flexibility you know it, it you know and it's not it wasn't what I would hope for but i kind of love what they've done like they still have dark rose backing him up kind of similar like d rose hasn't been as injured but they monitor his minutes and like he'll break down easy if it's 30 plus a game but if you give him 24 and you give kemba 24 that's very doable yeah and then when someone inevitably gets hurt like they bring in the young guys they'll have rj facilitate like they can do other things they can you know they have a bunch of like facilitators now with fournier and rj and yeah and even julius brought the ball up like most of the time last year like they didn't want the ball in peyton's hands you know yeah alfred peyton you know yeah i mean they're set up nicely with that i mean that kemba is now more of a trade asset than he was in boston he gave up 20 million dollars to leave okc you know like yeah it was like a salary dump and then okc couldn't trade him for anything like they couldn't get a second round pick but like of course, why would you give him that kind of money, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's still a Thibodeau team. So, it's just like, I don't, it's like, uh, I didn't expect them to do as well as they did this year. Uh, and I think, I think just running it back and adding a few pieces, Derrick Rose is still there. They'll probably be better, but I, Kemba definitely doesn't make it he's i don't think he's a difference maker i don't think either kemba or fournier are difference makers uh they might both be good trade assets for later yeah yeah i mean that's it i think they checked all the boxes right like last year you know the knicks lost mitchell robinson and he's our defensive anchor he was only in his third year and in his time off he's gotten like stronger he put on like 30 he's up to like 270 okay wow he's a low to 270 i like mitchell i think he's very good yeah and he's gonna he's gonna anchor that defense which tibbs did all that last year like top five defense without him yeah with like taj gibson and nerland's noel like holding down the fort you know yeah. 
Julius, I think they can take some pressure off of him yeah. by giving him Fournier, who's an upgrade over Reggie Bullock. And Kemba's definitely an upgrade over, you know, uh, Alfred Payton. Oh, yeah. And then they have a full train, you know, training camp, which they didn't have last year. And it's Tibbs in his second year. He's got his advocates already. He's got, like, guys bought into the system. So, like, they should come out of the gate a lot better than they did last year. Do you think Kemba's definitely the one starting over Derrick Rose? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every starting lineup, he comes out there and he pushes the pace. And, yeah. You know, he just he just gets the team going. He gets some emotion. He's going he's gonna to pick up the offense. Yeah. Derrick Rose wasn't... He, he can change of pace, but he still wanted to get into a half court, you know? And you need to get that team some easy buckets because, like, Tibbs teams, they play for, like, 82, ga- like 82 points. They want to, like, that's, that's their, like, target score. Like, let's just score 82 points and we'll win. Yeah. But I think Kemba will get them some easy buckets, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, I do think if you're limiting their minutes, I do think it's risky to have, like, your two-point guards be, like, these injury-prone guys. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's, like... I don't know. Um, and we're thin in the back. Like, our third point guard, like, we have... We drafted Miles McBride. Okay. Who's, like, Marcus Smart Light. Yeah. So, like, not really a point guard as much as just, like, a dog, you know, yeah. that you want. And then we got um, Luca Vildoza, this 25-year-old Lithuanian who we don't know much about, but isn't looking good in summer league. Mm. And then we got Rokas, who we drafted in the second round, who's probably going to be stashed. So, like, we don't really have a backup, but then that's when like a trade for DJ Augustine comes in or something yeah. like that, if it's needed, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I would want to get like a young guy behind those two. Someone, yeah. Cause like, I, they're both definitely past their primes, but it's like, if you're like a young, like 22, 23 year old point guard and your two mentors in front of you are Derek Rose and uh, Kemba, it's like, that's crazy. Yeah. They maybe, have a maybe lot to teach. Maybe, maybe it's quickly. Emmanuel yeah, quickly. I mean, yeah, maybe quickly learns a lot. Um, you brought up smart, so I actually want to pivot back to that. I think that's also where uh, Brad Stevens lost the team, is I don't think Brad Stevens could be like, hey, Marcus, stop shooting like that. I just think, I think um, Doku is going to be able to like get through to Marcus better, like a uh, pass. Just pass the ball. You're yeah. going to defend and pass. Right. And instead of like, that was like, because I like Marcus Smart, but like the most irritating part of any Celtics game was uh, Marcus Smart lobbing a three with like 18 seconds left on the shot clock. And it's like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Yeah. You're not fucking, you're not that guy. You're not a sniper. Yeah. And it's like, you've gotten better every year, <laughs> but it's because you started from such a bad place and yeah. you're still like, okay. At well, hitting. he probably also knows like, you know, if he's coached well, then they're like, shoot it anyway, because you know, you need teams to respect you on the offensive side. Yeah, for sure. You know? And that is a thing. I mean, they're, they're really good. At, the Celtics are, I think, better on offense when he's on the league, when he's on the court. Because he's so confident, and even though he's like not that good at threes, people in the moment just see Marcus Smart from three, and they're like, "Oh shit!" And like they go right, to him, right, 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 and are like leaving. They're getting farther away from the basket, yeah, even though like, he's like probably gonna miss it. <laughs> right. So that's a big push right now that you see on like uh, Celtics, like whatever Facebook groups and shit. Is everyone's just like get rid of Marcus? He's like a liability, and yeah. it's like no, get rid of him if like something really good comes. But don't just like ship him off just for this it's not he's not so bad that you just need to get rid of him no matter what. he's not i don't think he's um whatever and they like him i mean he's like a good uh like locker room guy yeah i mean yeah. they i don't know how true this is but he's the they this is what they say he's the heart and soul of the team yeah oh i wish like that's you know what that's that's not that's not a bad heart and soul like yeah 
Um, I'd like to talk about like Nick's trade assets. Oh yeah. Cause we just like listed all this stuff and like, yeah. Tell me what you think. Like, all right, I'm going to throw Dame Lillard out there. Oh yeah. Cause you know, Leon Rose is big game hunting with worldwide West and yeah. you know, and everyone always shits on the Knicks and like, so be it. Like, I don't really care. What matters is how are our assets perceived? So like, let's, let's talk, you know, let's talk Damian Lillard, right? Yeah. If you go to Portland, you go, Hey, Kemba's had a phenomenal first half of the year, right? 17 points, six assists. He's been healthy. Him, like what kind of trade package do you need to put together? Mitchell Robinson, as much as I like him, I don't think he's going to be in New York long term. Mm-hmm. He's changed agents like six times. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you were a second round pick. You didn't go to college or the D League. You went to like this random place and like just practice basketball, mm-hmm. like just courts, court drills, like not even five on five. Mm-hmm. He didn't play a year of five on five. Like, and then like, yeah, he looks, he's a great player, but all right, you start with Mitch, you start with Kemba, and then what? You throw in. I think RJ is probably even too much. You throw in quickly. You throw in a bunch of first-round picks. Like, is that getting the conversation started? Um, for Lillard, I don't know. I think you need so much for Lillard. I honestly don't even know how to get Lillard out of uh, uh, Portland. Because yeah. it's just like, you would need someone so young and like so fucking good. I mean... Uh, I mean, players that I think are absolutely off the table that, like, the other teams would not give up even for Lillard is, like, a pretty small list. It's like you're not getting, um, like, Luka. Um, right. You can, you can offer, like, SGA, but, like... Yeah, yeah I mean... The, the, you can yeah. offer SGA. That's, like, there. Um, I don't know. I, that's, and the, the tricky thing is any team that has the assets to trade for Lillard then you're empty and now it's like are you right. better than Portland just was right, so exactly. I think it's really tricky with him I yeah. think um uh yeah because it's like you want someone young that'll stay for a while you can't because even like you swap um Lillard for Bradley Beal I don't know if that does that much and but Lillard does he want to go to Washington without Beal no yeah and that's the thing so Anywhere. What about what about something like Phoenix? Like in a year, if Phoenix doesn't win the finals and Chris Paul is like, well, there was our chance, and yeah. then they get rid of Chris Paul, Lillard now goes to Phoenix and dishes to like Booker and Aiton, and then what does Portland need to get back? So they get Chris Paul, who like is a culture setter. Maybe they get Mikal Bridges, yeah, probably signing like a big contract, um, and you, then like some other assets, right? Yeah, you would basically need everyone. Cam Johnson, yeah, Cam. Uh... You would basically need everyone who was not uh, Booker or Aiton. So now you got a big three of like Dame Lillard, Booker and Aiton. Like that's 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 kind of a nice super team. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean that would be a very good team. Um, but does then? I mean that would be like such scoring. Does that uh, their defense then suffer? Is that backcourt? Does that have? I mean, I feel like you can always sign these, like, veterans. Yeah, to come off. You know? Yeah. Yeah. To just do that. So, like, Trevor Ariza will come out of retirement one more time, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think... And Phoenix has got, like, a good um, medical staff to, like, keep players healthy. So, you can call older guys and, like... Yeah. I think... um, I think one of the... I think... uh, I think if it wasn't for the fact that Simmons said that he doesn't want to play there, I think that would have been one of the best. Whatever he says. I don't know. Maybe Siakam... And some shit, but I don't know. Oh, Siakam for um, 
Siakam and a lot of other shit. Siakam, Anobly, and uh, whoever else they have. Yeah. I think Lillard's going to be the hardest piece to move. It's going to be hard to get the value on that. Or you're, What you're really going to try to get is... Um, well, you'd want to send him to a team that he would want to go to and then just get all their picks and bank on it just going to shit. That's really, I think, the only move. You know what? You know what trade I thought of last year that I that I'm just gonna say it. So when the Clippers um, earlier in the season like were in doubt about you know playoff P, mm-hmm. and I thought, hmm, Kawhi feels like he needs a point guard on yeah. the team. So you call Toronto up and you go, hey, we want Kyle Lowry, but that's clearly not enough for Paul George. Give us Siakam too, because you get just about the same amount of production from Siakam as you do from Paul George. Mm-hmm. And you've got Kyle Lowry. And then you make that push for the ring this year. Yeah. You know? Uh, so Kawhi reunites. you got talent. Product, and then if you're Musai Ujiri, you get to go, okay, Kyle Lowry's old and he's on his way out. And Siakam's a nice player, but not a superstar. We don't necessarily recruit very well here. So now we've got Paul George as our number yeah. one. And in Toronto and stuff, like, that could have worked for both sides. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been cool. Uh, Lowry's gone now. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a, there was a lot. Oh, of good do you know what? That's where. You, do you know that's where? Uh, maybe that's what you can, where um, someone who actually has the pieces for uh, Lillard is Miami. Oh, interesting. All right. What would you put together? Um, Tyler Hero. Okay. Um, what's his name? Precious. Ochua. Ochua. Um, Duncan. Probably Duncan, probably uh, Gordon Dragic, just for. Uh... Well, he's gone. He's in Toronto now. Oh, is he in Toronto? Yeah, that was the that was the sign and trade deal. Oh right. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. So Low- Lowry. Okay. So Lowry. so Lowry, Hero, Duncan, and like I don't know something else. For Damian. Uh, uh I think because I think that's the young piece there that's also interesting, and then you get like. Yeah, Preston Chua. His name stands out more than his game to me. Like. Yeah. You know, is he like Justice Winslow two point You mm, know. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that enough for, I don't know that that's enough. I'm well, not, then I'm so not, many picks. Yeah. Then all their picks. I'm not even sure about Tyler Hero. Like, I think he's more like folklore legend than he is like yeah, bonafide he, star. He's, you know? he, he fell off this year yeah. for sure. Um, and he was like a legend at Kentucky. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Cal, uh, coach, the coach there used to, uh, it's not Cal Barry, It's, um, I don't know college coaches. Right? Okay, so he, uh, uh, so so one time they were like, "Hey," they they were telling Tyler Hero, they're like, "If you could hit six three pointers, oh yeah, you saw this right? You saw this video clip. It was like one on this side, one on that side, each side of the court, hit six, and then practice would be over." And he just he just he swished six buckets in a row and sent everybody home. It's like that's such a stud move. Like that's just so yeah. you know fucking beast to do that. And I was like, yeah, and Kentucky's like you know one of those squads, you know, so. I don't know. I think he's got a lot of talent in him, but someone's going to have to, like, get him there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, mm. for sure. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think the Lillard thing is so tough, unless you just do it for Sim. If you get, like, Simmons. Uh, uh, but even S- Simmons isn't enough as a single phase. You need to do, like, Simmons. Um, uh, probably, like, Matisse. Yeah, Philly thinks they're a lock to get Damien, but I, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know, I don't think Damien wants it. that. I, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. And also, there's what about Kyrie? What about Kyrie for Damien? 
Oh, that could also. But Kyrie's like a headache. I don't know if teams really want. Well, he's younger. And yeah. He, and he's just as productive. And he's done it. He's actually gotten a ring. That's true. And he takes he, he takes his teams pretty far. And in Portland, like, he might do really well in Portland. Like, it's kind of a heady, you know, headspace kind of area. Yeah. Um, and if Brooklyn wants to trade him someplace, like, you, yeah. can't, you can't do much better than getting Damien back, you know? No. I mean, that would be great for... That would be really good for Brooklyn. That would make them the most super team. I mean... Uh, you know, that's that might be better than the Warriors. I mean, Dame, Harden, Durant. I mean, I think that just edges out Steph, Clay, and Durant. Um, yeah. I don't know. The thing, my here's my thing. Um, and maybe we'll like end on some uh, some Kyrie stuff. Um, he, I don't think he's really been healthy for an entire postseason since he won his ring. Yeah. So it's that he's been a hurt uh the whole time. I mean, he never he was never really a factor for the Celtics in the postseason. Mm-hmm. And the past two Brooklyn seasons, I don't think he even tried playing last time because yeah. Durant wasn't there and he wasn't healthy yeah. enough to even be worth it. And then like everyone fell apart. And then it's like this is also my point, uh, huh. about uh like the injuries from this season. If you look at like some of the big ones, it's like, well, A D like uh Anthony Davis and Kyrie are always hurt anyway. That's not like the pay. So, so do you think do you think Kyrie's injuries are like all a ruse? Like you think he's actually injured, but instead of being on the injury report, he takes like leaves of absence as a way to just like mentally fuck with other teams and just be like, no, no, I'm a head case. I'm healthy. I'm just a head case. That way they don't exploit whatever injury he has, but then isn't a head case and is actually just a world-class talent and just throws people off. Like, do you think that's the level of chess he's playing? Um, there might be a little bit of that, but I think he's still a head case. I mean, I think he's still, I think that could be yeah. true, but I think that would just be still stemming more from the fact, I think, to come up with that would, yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> is that he's like. Because um, he is that kind of guy, though. Like, it, I wouldn't put it past him. I, I like to come up with, like, ridiculous theories, but, he, you know, he's a flat earther and, and yeah. you know. No, no he's, uh, he, I don't know. I think, uh that's possible but i think it doesn't change the fact that he is yeah. always hurt when it matters yeah before we go uh, yeah sorry before we go i just wanted to um I, I wanted to talk to you about nets lakers in uh-huh. the finals yeah and just some of the matchups there like uh-huh. yeah you got russ against harden and kd mm-hmm. you got lebron against Kyrie yeah. and kd like there's so much tension yeah, a lot in all those yeah that like i think that would just be like pay-per-view you know yeah it's definitely what the NBA wants. I'm not convinced it happens. Uh, I think the Nets are more likely to get there than the Lakers. I think they're really old. Yeah. I think the Lakers would win it all if uh, there was no regular season. If we went straight to the playoffs, they'd be like, holy shit, these guys are out of control. Because yeah. LeBron, that team fully rested, uh, could basically go like, you know, 15 and 16 in the playoffs uh the issue is gonna be that like their youngest star is an injury prone power forward so it's just like everyone else's if there was like if it instead of anthony davis it was like um uh i don't know let's say like ayton who hasn't really been hurt or like i I was gonna say zion but i think he's had injury issues too um i also think like brooklyn like brooklyn can most likely get to the finals 
playing only two of their top three. Yeah. You know, but the Lakers probably aren't going to do that. And it'll be interesting to see, like, is LeBron going to take a step back and just let Russ, like, play Russ's game, work off AD, and then just, like, show up and, and like, coach on the floor and, like, still score, like, 24 points a game, but... You know, just like give himself a break. He looks yeah. well. It could. Uh, you know, it's, Russell's it looks their, like it's catching up with him. You know, Russell's their most sturdy player. I mean, Russell's yeah. like never hurt. Russell's yeah. even if he doesn't make it far in the playoffs, he's healthy. Yeah. Um. That's why I. People are always like push back on this one. I really would have loved to see, uh, Westbrook for Kyrie trade reunite. Uh, yeah, the big three <laughs> reunite them. Let the let bygones be bygones. Any shit between KD and Westbrook, let it fall aside. Yeah. And I think it would just be like the unfinished business. And especially if then they went up against LeBron, like all these years later on a different team. Now he's out west, they're east, and they get their this ring together. I think it would have just been a cool story. I think I think part of Brooklyn's problem is like Harden is such a good passer, like double digit assist guy, that he's now your point guard over Kyrie yeah. and Kyrie's your two, even though with his handles, he kind of dribbles it into the ground sometimes. Like, I think that's just an awkward fit. Mm-hmm. And and it's one thing when, like, D'Antoni's got Harden, like, in Houston, like, making him the one, and he's just, like, doing everything for that team. Like, that's cool. And he can play off KD, but, like, it's just a, it's a bit of an ill-constructed big three, you know? Yeah, it's all school. I mean, that was, I think, the, why people were not 100% on board with them, yeah. is that it was just, like, Again, it would be it's all offense and like they don't really have like the defense there. It's like they can shoot all well, this. KD, KD is pretty good defensively. Yeah, he's the he's yeah. the one guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the one yeah. guy. Um, I'd almost rather see like if they. I'd almost rather see. It just occurred to me looking at your headphones. Oh yeah. Um, Ray Allen, like oh, yeah. a player like that, like a stud outside shooter, maybe Bradley Beal, you know, for Kyrie. Um, yeah, I was just thinking that too. Beal yeah. for Kyrie. Make him a clear two who's like a hell of an outside shooter and scorer and let Harden facilitate. And that's a better fit, you know? Yeah. What about um, uh, if we're tr- willing to trade Kyrie? What if you traded Kyrie for uh, Paul George and got... Uh... Yeah, that's nice too. That feels like even talent. And Paul George, like... you. I feel like he, I feel like, yeah, I mean, you want like strong wings. So like, I'm fine with that trade. I don't think, I'm not excited for it, but I'm fine with it. Yeah. yeah. You get, uh, what's it called? You get, uh, I think Kyrie and, uh, Kawhi. Oh, that's interesting. Could be fun together. <laughs> it must be a nightmare for the media out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be, it would be a headache for everyone else on the team. They'd be like, these are like the two craziest fucking people. But for like different reasons. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> Kyrie won't shut up and like uh, Kawhi won't say anything. They'll get nothing but like um, Serbian and Croatian like uh, other players. Who <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> like we don't understand these guys. But Yeah, the, it'll but be all cool. people in like Eastern Europe, like broken English. Right, it'll right. Be, like all their press conferences. <laughs> um, it's an honor to play with these guys. They're so good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's, that's, uh, do you want to, uh, I'd ask, I I would ask you to like plug the show, but I don't think this is going to be out before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, roast beef. Sure. Thanks. Thanks for, thanks for doing that. Um, yeah. So, uh, we have this little roast show. It's called roast beef. It's super fun. Um, we have like a bunch of matchups. Uh, Max is Mm -hmm. You got a battle tomorrow against, uh, 
Yeah, Stephen Cohen. Yeah, huh? yeah Stephen Cohen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're going to eat him up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, um, but uh, it's a monthly show. It's at Stand Up New York. So uh, follow me on Instagram and you'll see the dates and everything. I'm at the real Jay-Z with an underscore after every word. So the underscore real underscore Jay-Z underscore. Thank you. Uh, great. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Yeah, this, was, this was fun. This is fun. <laughs>